In his second letter to Timothy, the Apostle Paul writes these words, I charge you in the presence of God and of Christ Jesus, who is to judge the living and the dead, and by his appearing and by his kingdom, preach the word. Be urgent, in season and out of season. Convince, rebuke, and exhort. Be unfailing in patience and in teaching. This is In Season and Out of Season, a Bible teaching ministry with Father Tom DiLorenzo. Good day, it's Father Tom. I'm glad to be with you today. Preach the word, in season and out of season. Why? Because faith comes by hearing, and hearing the word of God. And that's what we are doing, preaching the word, when we feel like it and when we don't, in season and out of season. It's got to be gone. It's got to go out. You've got to hear it. Somebody just snapped on the radio, never heard me before. Stay on with us. Stay on with us. I'm looking at John 16:25. I said these things to you in figures of speech. The hour is coming when I will no longer speak to you in figures, but will tell you plainly of the Father. On that day, you will ask in my name. I do not say to you that I will ask the Father on your behalf, for the Father himself loves you. The Father loves you. Jesus loves you. Isn't that wonderful? There's nothing like knowing that we are the children of God. The Father loves us. We are the adopted sons and daughters of the Heavenly Father. Jesus is our Savior. Jesus is our Lord. Jesus is our brother. For the Father himself loves you because you have loved me and have believed that I came from God. The Father loves you because you love Jesus. Oh, how we need to love Jesus. He's everything. He's everything. Do you love him today? I love you, Jesus. Not only with words, but I pour out my soul to you. I pour out my body to you. You could have everything today. Everything. I came from the Father, and I came into the world again. I came from the Father and have come into the world again. I am leaving the world and I am going to the Father. His disciples said, Yes, now we know you are speaking plainly, not in any figures of speech. Now we know that you know all things and do not need to have anyone question you. By this we believe that you came from God. Jesus answered them, Do you now believe the hour is coming? Indeed it has come, when you will be scattered, each one of you, to his own home, and you will leave me alone. That's what happened at the cross. Yet I am not alone, because the Father is with me. I have said this to you, so that in me you may have peace. In me, in Christ, we have peace. He is our peace. In the world you face persecution, but take courage, 
I have conquered the world. I heard yesterday in North Korea they stopped an automobile and the automobile had a mother, a father, and a child, and a Bible. They're putting them in jail until death because they had a Bible. Isn't that awful? We pray for them today, Lord. The persecuted Christians. Imagine having a Bible in the car means you're going to jail for life. How sick, how evil. How sad. And yet that's what happened yesterday. Chapter 17. The High Priestly Prayer of Jesus Christ. After Jesus had spoken these words, which I just gave to you, he looked up to heaven and said, Father, the hour has come. What hour? The hour of glorification on the cross. Father, the hour has come. Glorify your Son, so that your Son may glorify you, since you have given him authority over all people. Jesus has authority over you. Jesus has authority over me. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord, that you have authority over us to give eternal life to all whom you have given him. And this is eternal life, that they may know you, the only true God, and Jesus Christ, whom you have sent. Do you know the Father? Do you know Jesus? That's eternal life. To know. Adam knew Eve in nine months. They gave it a name. I'm talking about knowing personally the Father and the Son knowing personally, I glorified you on earth by finishing the work that you gave me to do. On the cross, Jesus said, it is finished. And he bowed his head and gave up his spirit. The work was finished on the cross. It's the finished work of Calvary. So now, Father, glorify me in your presence with the glory I had in your presence before the world existed. The Word of God was with the Father before all eternity, before the world existed. He was glorified by the Father then, and he is glorified by the Father now. I have made your name known to those whom you gave me from the world, they are yours, or they were yours, and you gave them to me, and they have kept your word. Do you know that the Father gave you to Jesus? That the Father gave me to Jesus? Sometimes I think he got the raw deal when it comes to me, but that's true anyway. The Father gave me to Jesus. The Father gave you to Jesus. Now they know that everything you have given me is from you. For the words that you gave to me, I have given to them, and they have received them, and know in truth 
that I came from you. Jesus only spoke the words that he heard the Father speaking. Jesus only did the miracles that he saw the Father doing. This is real. He is the Son of God doing only what the Father has commanded him to do. And they have believed that you sent me, that the Father sent the Son. I believe it. Do you believe it? I am asking on their behalf. I'm not asking on behalf of the world, but on behalf of those whom you gave me. I'm not praying for the world. I'm praying for those you gave me out of the world, the ones you gave me to Jesus, Father. Those are the ones I'm praying for because they are yours. Do you know that all that the Father is belongs to you and all that Jesus is belongs to you? They are yours. All mine are yours. All yours is mine, and I have been glorified in them. And now I am no longer in the world, but they are in the world, and I am coming to you. The Lord says, I'm coming to you in, in the ascension. They are no longer in the world. I am no longer in the world, but they are in the world, and I'm coming to you. Holy Father, protect them in your name that you have given me, so that they may be one as we are one. You see, God is one with the Son, and we are called to be one with Jesus and with the Father in the power of the Spirit. Our oneness brings the Holy Spirit into the world. They were together in one accord with Mary, the mother of Jesus, and his brethren, that's when the Holy Spirit came, when they were one, one, one. We need to be one with each other in church. We need to have one vision, the vision of Jesus that he shows us. We need that. If we don't have that oneness, you know what? The Spirit flies away. We need oneness. Well, I was with them. I protected them in your name that you have given me. I guarded them, and no one of them was lost except the one destined to be lost, that's Judas, so that the scripture might be fulfilled. But now I am coming to you, and I speak these things in the world so that they may have my joy make be complete in themselves. You see, Jesus had joy on the night before he died. Jesus had joy when he was praying the high priestly prayer. And he says, my joy I give to them. Oh God, we need joy. So many people have told me they go to Catholic churches and no one ever says hello to them. How sad, how sad that is. People are to be greeted how sad that is. It's not supposed to be like that. We have been given to Jesus as a gift. We need to know that the people who come to our 
churches are gifts of God, and we need to acknowledge them and love them. I have given them your word, and the word, world has hated them because they do not belong to the world. I don't belong to the world. I never did. I was always different, and I told you the difference makes the difference. I do not belong to the world. The world is the place where I preach so that people would come to know, love, and serve Jesus. Just as I do not belong to the world, they do not belong to the world. I'm not asking you to take them out of the world, but I ask you to protect them from the evil one. We have to be in the world to preach the word of God. We have to be in the world to love people. We have to be in the world, but not of the world. I am not of the world. The world has nothing to offer me. The world has nothing to offer me. Jesus has everything to offer me. They do not belong to the world, just as I do not belong to the world. You don't belong to the world. But I want that new car. Well, if you get the new car, you still don't belong to the world, unless you're worshipping that car. Getting a new car isn't bad, but to worship the new car, that's evil. It's a sin against the first commandment. I am the Lord thy God. Thou shalt have no strange gods before me. Your word is truth. I love that. The word of God is truth. John seventeen seventeen. The word of God is truth. Jesus is the Word made flesh. Jesus said, I am the way, the truth, and the life. Jesus is the Word made flesh. As you have sent me into the world, so I send them into the world. And for their sakes, I sanctify myself so that they also may be sanctified in truth. Where did he sanctify us? On the cross, he sanctified his people. He sanctified you. He sanctified me on the cross. Oh, yes, the work of the cross is infinite. It does wonders. It saves us. It heals us. It keeps us. The work of the cross is infinite. No one can outpreach the cross. No matter how long they preach or how often they preach, no one can outpreach the cross. It is God's love poured out for us in Jesus' name. God's love poured out for us in the name of Jesus. I ask not only on behalf of these, but also on behalf of those who believe in me through their word. So I'm not only asking for the disciples, I'm asking for the disciples, disciples, that the ones they preach to, I know that I'm asking for them and I'm praying for them. That's us. That's us. We have heard the words of the apostles. The words of the apostles have come back 
to us from, from the time they preached. We have the apostolic words. And he says, I ask not only on behalf of these, my disciples, but also on behalf of those who believe in me through their word, that's you, that's me, that they may be one as you, Father, are in me and I am in you. Are you one with your brothers and sisters? That's what he says. That's his priestly prayer, that we would be one as he is one with the Father and the Father is one with Jesus. May they also be one in us. May we be one in the Father and in the Son so that the world may believe that you have sent me. Our unity tells the world that the Father sent Jesus. Not our preaching, but our unity. And I won't tell you, there's not much unity going around. There's not much unity. Our unity will show the people that the Father sent Jesus. We need to be one. Again, they were in one accord with Mary, the mother of Jesus, when the Holy Spirit came. The glory that you have given me, I have given them. God has given us the glory so that they may be one as we are one. Again, are we one with our brothers and sisters? That we would be one. That's what the call is. And the call is if we're one, people will believe that the Father sent Jesus. I in them, you in me, that they may completely be one so that the world may know that you sent me and have loved them even as you have loved me. The Father loves you the way he loves Jesus. The Father loves me the way he loves Jesus. This is true. This is real. Oh, by our unity will the world know that the Father sent Christ. And I'm not talking about a cheap unity. I'm talking about the unity in the blood, the unity in the cross, the unity in the resurrection. Father, I desire that those also whom you have given me may be with me where I am to see the glory which you have given me because you loved me before the foundation of the world. The word of God existed from all eternity before the foundation of the world. Righteous Father, the world does not know you, but I know you, and these know that you have sent me. I made your name known to them, and I will make it known so that the love with which you have loved me may be in them, and I may be in them. This is profound, that the love with which you have loved Jesus may be in us, 
that the Father's love would be in us, that the love of Jesus would be in us. This is the high priestly prayer of the Lord Jesus Christ. I know of a woman who has been in this prayer for years and years and years. The only thing she does is praise this prayer for years and years and years. This is the heart of Jesus talking intimately to the Father. Let me look at the second letter of John. The elder to the elect lady and her children, whom I love in the truth, and not only I, but also all who know the truth, because of the truth that abides in us and will be with us forever. Who is the truth? Jesus is the truth. He's the way, the truth, and the life. No one comes to the Father except through me, through Jesus. He is the way, the truth, and the life. Grace and mercy and peace will be with us from God the Father and from Jesus Christ, the Father's Son, in truth and love. Do you hear that? That grace and mercy and peace are with us from God the Father and from Jesus Christ, the Father's Son, in truth and in love. I was overjoyed to find some of your children walking in the truth, just as we have been commanded by the Father. But now, dear lady, I ask you not as though I were writing you a new commandment, but one we have had from the beginning, that we love one another as he loves us, even unto death. Let us love one another and this is love, that we walk according to his commandments. This is his commandment, just as you have heard from the beginning. You must walk in it. Love one another as I have loved you. This is, again, what makes unity. The unity of the Spirit is through the bond of love. We need to love each other. We need to care for each other. When each other is broken, when someone is broken, we need to heal their wounds by the power of the Spirit, if they let us. Many deceivers have gone out into the world, those who do not confess that Jesus Christ has come in the flesh. Jesus Christ has come in the flesh. It started in the womb of the Blessed Virgin Mary when she said, let it be done unto me according to your word. Then Jesus Christ took on flesh in the womb of the Blessed Virgin Mary. Any such person is the deceiver and the antichrist. Be on your guard so that you do not lose what we have worked for. Not believing that Jesus Christ has come in the flesh is the Antichrist. He come in the flesh. And we even see in his resurrection, he says, touch my resurrected body. 
touch my hands, touch my side. Everyone who does not abide in the teaching of Christ but goes beyond it, you can't go beyond it, does not have God. Whoever abides in the teaching has both the Father and the Son. And what is the teaching? That we love one another, that we love one another. Do not receive into the house or welcome anyone who comes to you and does not bring this teaching that you love one another. For to welcome is to participate in the evil deeds of such a person. In other words, you don't welcome people who do not believe that Jesus Christ has come in the flesh and we are called to love one another. Although I have much to write to you, I would rather not use paper and ink. Instead, I hope to come to you and talk with you face to face so that our joy may be complete. The children of your elect sister send you their greetings. You see, it's all about love. It's all about faith working through love. That's what it's all about. That we love Jesus. And because we love Jesus, we love each other. Because the Spirit dwells in each other. I'm going to tell you, love brings people to Jesus. Not our words, but love. When people see that we care about them, they say, I want what they have. I remember my aunt saying to me and to a guy named Joe, I want what you have. And I said, you can have it tonight. And we prayed with her and she had it and she grew in it. I'm telling you, you are loved by the Father. You are loved by the Son. You are the gift of God to Jesus. God bless you. Behold, I stand at the door and this has been In Season and Out of Season with Father Tom DiLorenzo. A tape of this week's series of messages is available to you with a donation when you write to this new address, Father Tom DiLorenzo, P.O. Box 602, East Boston, Mass., 02128. Please make a note of it. And remember that this ministry is supported only by the donations of listeners, so please help as the Lord leads you. That new address again is Father Tom DiLorenzo, P.O. Box 602, East Boston, Mass., 02128. And be sure to listen again next time for In Season and Out of Season. Oh.